BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in. It's the early line right here on Sports Grid. We're live with you on a Tuesday morning. I'm Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside, as there is a lot to get to. Monday Night Football is in the books, closing out week number four in the NFL. A lot of important news and notes. And Donnie, also some teams clinching their postseason berth. Yeah, exciting night overall here throughout Major League Baseball and also the NFL. And the dominance on field continues for those San Francisco 49ers over the Los Angeles Rams. Seven in a row, Kevin, on regular season action. Pretty impressive. Yeah, that caveat does have to apply because of the NFC Championship games. The Niners did once again beat the L.A. Rams, making every team in the NFC West Two and two. The Niners win this game 24 to 9. Debo Samuel, the star of the show, six catches, 115 yards, and one of the most impressive touchdowns of this season as the Niners avoid a one and three start and feel right here with the Rams atop this NFC West. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because that's a very competitive division moving forward. And maybe the Seattle Seahawks might give a couple teams some nightmares late in the season because apparently they play pretty good on offense, not so good on defense. But I'm excited to see how this is going to play out. Monster win for the San Francisco 49ers. And I know a lot of people, Kevin, going to get their hopes up. Like, see that with Jimmy G? Stop the madness here on that. Yeah, we'll get to that as well. Cooper Cup mm-hmm. with a career-high 14 catches in this game, 122 yards. We'll get you the updated odds that come off of this game. Matthew Stafford, for the first time since December of 2016, goes back-to-back games without a touchdown pass, a rare sight wow. there. In other NFL news, Kenny Pickett is going to keep the job as the Pittsburgh Steelers starter. Uh, for me, a, a bit surprising, just... If you would have asked me before the game, before the Jets uh, was to get underway, I did not think that we would be here heading into week number five with Kenny Pickett as the starter. But here we are, Donnie. It's the right move at this point. You can't put the kid in the game and then say, well, get back to the bench and try to earn your starting job over the next couple weeks. That's your franchise guy. You put him in the game. There's no looking back now. This is Kenny Pickett's team for the foreseeable future. Kenny Pickett sitting at plus 800 on the FanDuel Sportsbook to an offensive rookie of the year. We also have an update around the Miami Dolphins quarterback to a Tonga 
who will miss their Week 5 game against the New York Jets. The Miami Dolphins still remain a favorite in the game at three and a half points on the road. Fully expected by this one. We'll see when he comes back sooner than later. I know he's sitting out this week, and maybe even if he gets medically cleared, you probably think the Miami Dolphins would even be more on the side of caution and maybe hold him out an extra week there. But no Mm -hmm. surprise here that Tua's not going to play this weekend for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I did not think that. To me, I I was wondering if we would get a more long-term update, like we won't see Tua for a month. I guess this is going to be a week-by-week situation, but similarly, Mm -hmm. uh, similar feeling for me. I did not think there was any world where he would be available for this team heading into the game. We also saw the Denver Broncos look to add to their running back room amid the Injury to Javante Williams, plus the fumble issues for Melvin Gordon. This team looks like they want to make sure that they have a couple of options, and they've now signed Latavius Murray off the New Orleans Saints practice squad. Latavius Murray got a split backfield with Mark Ingram, had 11 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown in the London game. This is a nice move here by the Denver Broncos. Nice move. You're trying to mask some of those deficiencies there, which just in case Melvin Gordon doesn't work out and his fumble issues continue, you can at least have a veteran back, but certainly not going to be able to replace Williams. The explosiveness that we anticipated being in that Broncos offense, man, that took a real hit when he goes out with an injury. Definitely. The Javante Williams injury hurts. Uh, I also think it speaks volumes, though, to, again, where Melvin Gordon is, that they immediately ran to add to the running back room uh, instead of letting Melvin Gordon take a 100% workload all of a sudden. The radio audience is live with us on this Tuesday morning. It's the early line on Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio. In Major League Baseball news, the playoff teams are set now in both the American League and the National League as the Philadelphia Phillies needing just one more win. We're able to secure that last night in Houston, currently sitting at 13-1 to to win the National League. Yeah, get it out of the way. Night one, right, of the series. Just have to win one of these games and don't even worry about what the Brewers are doing. The Phillies handled their business, and you finally got an ace performance in an ace moment for Aaron Nola. Perfect through six innings. Three to nothing win for the Philadelphia Phillies. Two home runs by Kyle Schwarber, who now is 46 on the season. And playoff baseball is back in the city of brotherly love. Kyle Schwarber's 46 home runs, six more than the next closest National League player, having himself a really, really big season for the Phils. And I'm glad you mentioned that Aranola point. Considering, you know, this was on the road, the Phillies are going to have to be in the road, uh, on the road rather, in in the playoffs here. Uh, I thought this was a good sign for them as we get closer and closer to the opening of the wild card round. The Chicago White Sox and the struggles this season have seen Tony La Russa step down. The label here is because of health concerns. I'm not saying that they don't exist, but I just don't think there was any world Tony La Russa was coming back to be the manager for this baseball team. Single mo- the sing- should I say the single most disappointing team for me this year in Major League Baseball was the Chicago White Sox. It's the right thing to do. There's way too much talent, Kevin, on that baseball team to not only win that division, but also make a playoff push, which they're not even going to get into the playoffs. Maybe next year, different manager, different outcome. Yeah, really, really tough season for them. We've got a ton of NBA preseason action. We are two weeks away, 14 days from the opening of the NBA season. Ben Simmons in the starting lineup for the Brooklyn Nets last night alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Scored six points, chipped in five assists and four rebounds. There's a lot to get to here on the early line. We start with Monday Night Football. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Back right here on Sports Critics, the early line. Taking a look at Monday Night Football. The San Francisco 49ers went head-to-head against their in-division rival, the Los Angeles Rams. And the San Francisco 49ers win this game 24-9. Their last timeout was also in prime time. It was Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos. They lost that game 11-10. Jimmy Garoppolo's play of the game was stepping out of bounds for a safety that saved the pick six. And it led to a lot of the conversation around this game being, I can't trust Jimmy G in this spot. The Niners at home, a one and a half point favorite, and people having no desire to be involved with Jimmy Garoppolo. How quickly we forget. This has never and will never be about Jimmy Garoppolo. 16 for 27, 239 yards, 8.9 yards per pass, one touchdown, no interceptions. Throwing the ball. Two yards behind the line of scrimmage. It feels like letting Debo make a play, letting Brandon Ayuk make a play. The Debo Samuel ball was going to be a phenomenal play by Debo that picked up about six yards on a third and short. And then Debo turned it into one of the more ridiculous touchdowns of the season, going 57 to the house. Again, this is not about Jimmy Garoppolo. It was pretty surprising to hear some of the thoughts heading into this game from people. I can't trust Jimmy G here. You don't need to. You've never needed to, Donnie. The San Francisco 49ers, usually, we don't think can win a Super Bowl because their quarterback's not going to go out there and elevate them to a new level. But the level that they're at, with Jimmy Garoppolo, is consistently going to be one of the more threatening teams in the league because of all of the weapons around him and one of still the best play callers in the National Football League. And it also helps that the San Francisco 49ers completely own the Los Angeles Rams. And also with a devastatingly good defense as well. So you put all those mixtures together, and it works into a very good regular season football team that should be able to make the playoffs. And then you see what you have because the same thing that you've been saying, and many of us have been saying, Jimmy Garoppolo is a steady hand. You're ever going to go into a game yourself like, you know what, I can't take him because Garoppolo's the starter? No. As witnessed last night, 24-9 final. The Rams have a high-octane offense, or at least I should say Cooper Cup is a high-octane offense in himself. 
slow him down slightly, and look what you get. Not a single touchdown on the board yesterday for the Rams, despite a few long drives that all ended up in field goals. But sometimes that bend-but-don't-break defense is going to work out in your favor. And you're so right to bring up this point, because if you just take a look at the box score today, Jimmy Garoppolo threw for 239 yards and a touchdown. What else do you want from him? That's what he does. I understand it. Also, Debo Samuel had 104 yards after the catch, which is impressive. So knock that down and say, well, he really threw for under 140 yards. I know you can't do that, but it's kind of funny to watch. And also, Debo said, like, we know Tyreek Hill is electric and fast, and you get the ball in his hands on a five-yard slant, he can take it the distance. But I love the fact that Debo goes, you know what? I do it a different way. Let me make this catch in traffic. Let me shake three defenders. Let me go into the open field and make sure every single person in this back seven has a chance to tackle me one-on-one, and I'm going to juke every single one of them on the way to a touchdown. It's pretty impressive how he gets his business done, but that's Debo Samuel. That's why the 49ers, Kevin, in the offseason said, hey, just come back and be happy. Blank check. What do you want? Because you are the key to our offense. And it was apparent last night that's certainly still the key. But also, another point, the dominance here. It's kind of crazy. This isn't a Rams franchise with a bad head coach that just had a, a bad string of draft picks over the past 10 years. The fact that the San Francisco 49ers have absolutely dominated the Rams is pretty eye-opening here because McVay usually doesn't get handled like that. Kyle Shanahan, you know I love, one of the best play callers in the NFL. This should be one of those rivalries that's back and forth. And it seems extremely one-sided here. Maybe the 49ers will hold that up at the end of the year and can take that division crown. The 49ers will absolutely be in the race for that because this is, again, it's what they do. And you're also correct to bring up the defensive side of the ball, which now, with decent margin, is the best scoring defense in the NFL. And this is, as someone who, you know, picked a Broncos-Niners Super Bowl, watched them play on Sunday night football, and watched that game finish 11-10, that is absolutely something to hang your hat on if you're going to stick with the prediction, which, of course, I'm going to stick with the prediction a month into the season. Those are two of the best defenses in the NFL. And when you watch what the Chiefs did to the Bucs, you do not have to say, oh, well, the Bucs are the best defense. No, we don't have to say that. It's very realistic to think that the Niners might just have the best defense in the National Football League. And again, these teams now sat here in 2-2, two two, the Cardinals and the Seahawks, both at the same record. But the Rams side of this, they are owned by the Niners, and it's one game, right? Again, I think pe- people wildly overreacted to what happened with the Niners on Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos. But this Rams performance now paired with three of their other games feels concerning to me. They were embarrassed in the opener by the Buffalo Bills. The Falcons game I could care less about. They were up a zillion. Some wild stuff happened. They still won the game. Against the Arizona Cardinals, they were hardly explosive, and Stafford didn't throw a touchdown pass. They were awful in this game. Stafford averaged 5.3 yards per pass, threw a pick six, fumbled, by the way, while they were trying to go in, see if they could grab a garbage time touchdown. The only player on the offense that looks worth anything is Cooper Cup. What in the world happened to Allen Robinson? Apparently that was not Justin Fields' fault. The running back room is a two-headed monster of garbage right now with Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. I mean, I I don't leave this game thinking, hey, they're both two and two and we'll see it. You know, it's off to the races from here. I, I leave this game feeling like the Los Angeles Rams could be in some trouble, Donnie. 
Yeah, a lot of the luster's been knocked off the Rams here after only four games into the season from when they were in the Super Bowl last year. But also, if we flip it back from the Rams and the 49ers, you say to yourself right after that performance, most people say, well, wait till the Niners play a real team. That team just won the Super Bowl. What do you mean wait till the Niners play a real team and Jimmy Garoppolo has to step up? Was that not a big moment on Monday Night Football in the division against the reigning Super Bowl champions for them to win? Now, granted, the offense only produced 17 points, but that's all they had to do. If you know Jimmy Garoppolo's game plan and you can execute it perfectly with Kyle Shanahan. Just don't let him hurt us. And it seems to work wonders, which we'll do. But let's talk about the Rams here and some of the issues that they have. It, there's not really a Super Bowl hangover typically from the Super Bowl champions, but everybody got paid the most amount of money that you can actually get paid from head coach to defensive lineman, the quarterback, the wide receiver. Everybody in that organization was fat and happy. And maybe they're playing off that a little bit because to be honest with you, they're way too talented, Kevin. They are way too talented to be two and two at this point in the season. Now, the Buffalo Bills raked them over the coals on opening night, understandably here. But the 49ers game, it wasn't as if I would feel even better. How about this? 31-30 final. The Rams just came up a little bit short, firing on all cylinders. You can't be one of those football teams, Kevin, that relies on one player. Cooper Cup is unbelievable, but this is the NFL. This is 17 weeks you have to perform. If you're targeting the guy 20 times a game, what happens if Cooper Cup has a soft tissue injury, goes down with a hamstring or a calf? They rely on him so much, and I love Sean McVay. Top three play caller in the NFL. If you want me devising a game plan, Donnie, who do you have to pick? He's in my top three. But my goodness, spread the wealth around. And you're right about Allen Robinson. That guy's a good wide receiver. The reason you brought him in is everybody's going to focus on Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson has had one-on-one coverage on the outside. One of the better playmakers at going up and getting the football in one-on-one situations. You're not even giving him a chance. It's one thing if you say, I keep throwing to the guy. It's hitting him in the face mask. I don't know what his deal is, but he's not getting underway. If you're targeting a guy three times a game for like five yards, that's broken. You signed him to be a playmaker, and you're not delivering the football. That sounds like a Sean McVay issue to me at this point here. He's got to be forced into the equation, Kevin. And Stafford maybe only trusting Cup and, and then to a degree yeah. Tyler Higby, who accounted for 33 of of the targets uh, on Stafford's 48 pass attempts there. It is a bit concerning. Let me just sneak this in quickly. It's going to go under the radar because it didn't cost the Niners at all. But Kyle Shanahan and his conservative nature had arguably mm-hmm. cost the Falcons a Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, a trip to the Super Bowl last year against these Los Angeles Rams, to kick a field goal up five. On the inch yard line is embarrassing, and you should have to go into the front office and explain yourself if you want to keep your job. Horrific stuff, despite the win for the Niners. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? 
Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Cause we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Big news yesterday around the Pittsburgh Steelers is they have made the decision to go away from Mitchell Trubisky and to Kenny Pickett. This has big ramifications to the Offensive Rookie of the Year market. They also will impact the Steelers' future outlook. But before we dissect those odds, the decision here was not one that was a guarantee to be made as Mike Tomlin, after their loss to the New York Jets, said we're going to reevaluate everything and, and figure out what's best for this football team. They've decided that is Kenny Pickett. Do you agree with this decision, Donnie, here for the Steelers to start Pickett moving forward? Yeah, you know what? Let's Because we have some time to talk about this, and it's a great thing that we've debated each other throughout the entire offseason, what should happen, what's not going to happen. I was always under the guise that they're going to start Mitchell Trubisky. That's just what the Steelers-type franchise would do. Maybe a redshirt season from Kenny Pickett or bring him along slowly enough before you give him the keys. And it looks like that was really halted here because the one thing that I do understand with Mike Tomlin, he runs that organization, and rightfully so. He's been there a long time. The front office will listen. So if his game plan along with the GM was, hey, we're going to start him maybe after the bye week or maybe we don't want to start him at all. I'm a little bit kind of, I don't want to use the word flabbergasted, right? Because we all, I expected Kenny Pickett to be starting sooner than later from what you saw to Mitch Trubisky through a couple weeks. The fans pay good money. You know, the press is going to keep asking you about it. But it seemed like Mike Tomlin for me, Kevin, was sort of still playing that long game. Like, you guys aren't going to influence me. I understand the crowd would see Kenny Pickett. I understand you guys keep asking your questions. That's your job. But this guy's not playing. We're not putting him in. Mitchell Trubisky is getting better every single day. That was just this past week. Mitchell Trubisky is getting better every single day. And then at halftime, you just decide that you're going to put Kenny Pickett in. Now, here's where I have the issue with it and also can see why they did it, Kevin. You do need a spark at times. And sometimes you have to go off of the page to say, we need to win this football game. It's probably not going to happen with Mitchell Trubisky. And you put Kenny Pickett into the game. Let's remember, though, Kenny Pickett's a rookie. When you go through practice weeks in the NFL, Kevin, Kenny Pickett is not even getting any reps with the ones. And in his first game, you put him in at halftime. It doesn't seem like you did him a service. Now, he did give him a spark by running around out there and scoring two touchdowns, but also had the three interceptions, which helped lead to a loss. So my factor is, I understand you want to go to Kenny Pickett, but Kevin, why didn't you just make him the starter before that game and have him all week long to get ready for that? So he could be ready with the ones. He knows the game plan. He's ready to go here. You have an honest effort at a team that you're favored. They still would have been favored at home with Kenny Pickett if he started in the first half here. I think they would have won that football game if Pickett actually started and was the starter there. Don't ask me. Ask you. You explain. They should have started him from the beginning. Did. He's no, markedly no, no, better no. than Trubisky. You have to, again, I've told you this many times. What you no, should no. be doing is saying, I told you they'd start, Mitch, but it's a bad idea. But you've buried yourself in a hole. They no, tanked I, I their season. 
I no, told you didn't. You they start they benched, and they benched Kenny Trubisky against the Jets. Yeah, and I yes. and Donnie and I said to you they should start Pickett, and you went no, no, no. Start the no. veteran, guiding yes. hand, yes. reliable Mitchell Trubisky. Yes. One of yes. one of your worst takes of all time. No, it's one not of the because absolute, it was the I mean, correct take and, and a legendary and a guy like Tomlin. No, no, no. Because you know I don't agree with oh, Mike Tomlin's sure. decision, but he made the right decision here. The only fact of the matter Based was you picked out you picked out after the bye week was going to be the best time to start Kenny Pickett. This was a loss for me. This is handicapping me. Loss season for the Steelers. Dead last place, which is where they should be in that division, because I don't think they're very good overall. So you let Kenny Pickett come in after the bye when the season is completely gone, the schedule eases up, and maybe you can get some confidence heading into the next season. If you started Kenny Pickett and they ran off a one and nine, you know what everybody says? Bust. Can't be our quarterback. We got to move on. That's what I question here. They started Trevor Lawrence last year in Jacksonville. Nobody said that. Yeah, he's number one overall. So, so- of course you're starting him. Stop. Kenny Pickett was the only one that went in the first round. The Steelers, by the way, okay, should have lost their opening game of the season despite winning a turnover battle 5 nothing. Right there yeah. you go, yep, never mind. This is terrible. Awful decision. They start Trubisky against the Pats. They can't move the ball. Well, let's, I mean, come on. Let's hold serve here. This is going to be, this is all going to be fine. They go to Cleveland. Awful. They do nothing the entire second half. The reason, too, he got benched to get the Jets, because if you look at it, they scored on the final play of the half. Is Trubisky threw a pick that was saved by a roughing the passer penalty. So then he just sent Boswell out there. Let's figure this out and let's get out of here. So now they're going to have Kenny Pickett go to Buffalo, follow that up by playing the Bucs, then at the yeah. Dolphins, and then yeah. at the Eagles. Uh-huh. This is some of the worst decision-making I've mm-hmm. ever seen. If you believe that they didn't start Kenny Pickett because they wanted to give the kid the softest landing to his NFL career. Yes. Well, yes. Wh- That's well exactly then how is that done. at but, but how is that at Buffalo as a 14-point dog? What the Steelers should have done is start Kenny Pickett right away. Because even though you thought their season meant nothing, and it's not like I thought the Steelers were going to go out here and make the playoffs, far from it, because Trubisky was their quarterback, they should have started him right away. Because Mike Tomlin is not someone who thought that the Steelers were going to be abysmal. Of course he didn't think that. They never think that in Pittsburgh. But they wasted their opening month of the season. T.J. Watts hurt, who's by far the best player on this team. And now they're going to be catching above a touchdown for four straight weeks. So you might as well have let just Trubisky get ran out of the gym. You wasted the whole season. The whole thing's a lost cause anyway. And the reason it's a lost cause is because they started Mitchell Trubisky. For that, there's no other reason why it's a lost cause. They scored six points in the first half of that game. Teddy Pickett ran two touchdowns in in the second half of this football game. But this is where we sit now: a waste of a Steelers season because veteran Trubisky had to come in and waste everybody's time. Kenny Pickett sits at eight to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. You and I thought that if he would have won the job 
to start the season, this would have been his award with a major gap. He's mm -hmm. in, all things considered, earlier than you and I thought he would have been in. Do you think he's a good bet at plus 800? No, I actually don't at this point because I, th I think you have the longevity where if he was going to get 17 games, you have no choice, right? He's not going to probably get benched. So you have no choice to put up 3,500 yards and maybe 20 touchdown passes and do some nice things eventually once you learn the NFL game. But at this point right now, why would like, hey, now's the time we're going to take him. All right, well, they get squashed over the next four games. What do his numbers turn into? Eight to one, nine to one, fourteen to one, twenty-eight to one, forty to one, and now Pittsburgh. Hey, he's just not ready. You got to put him back on the bench. This isn't his fault. So I, I love where the odds equation comes in because if you had a soft landing spot with like four straight games of bad opponents, like hey, you could do some damage, pick up some confidence. You're gonna break this guy in half. This guy might get broken in half over the next four weeks here, and because you put him in in a bad look. Their record would be identical if Kenny Pickett started the season to where they are now. Their record would be identical through that bye week after those first week eight for those first eight games of the season for me. But that landing spot after when you were completely out of the playoffs with no pressure would have been a perfect spot for Kenny Pickett, which I thought Mike Tomlin was aiming for at this point. As last week he told you, we hope not to play Kenny Pickett this season. I just. He could have just ran. I genuinely don't know why they didn't just throw Mason Rudolph out there. Again, if their thought process is, oh, we needed a soft landing for Pickett, their record also wouldn't be the same because Trubisky is the a bottom three starting quarterback in the NFL, and the Steelers still have, relatively speaking, their offense looks significantly better. Kenny Pickett was 10 of 13 for 120 yards, 9.2 yards per pass when he checked in. But I completely agree. I don't see how he gets to the window in the offensive rookie of the year market. Honestly, not like Don. So we do this a lot where we go through schedules mm -hmm. and we go loss, 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 loss. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I really do not see them winning one of their next four games. Like I no. would be very surprised. I know Mike Tomlin is a phenomenal underdog. I know they grabbed one in the opening game of the season against the Cincinnati Bengals. I would be because here's why they're getting 14 this week against Buffalo. If they win that game, then the Bills should be favored to miss the postseason. <laughs> then they're going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I mean, who like a, a rookie up against that defense. The whole thing sounds like a complete nightmare. Oh, and by the way, the Steelers defense actively stinks right now as well as Zach Wilson marched up and down the field on that unit. Then you're at Miami and you're at Philly, maybe. But again, it's the road. It's just a really tough bill of goods to sell me. And the four guys in front of him, Chris Olave right now is top 10 in yards in the National yeah. Football League. Drake London is the number one target in Atlanta. As much as you and I have laughed about the Romeo Dobbs thing, he's now caught a touchdown pass in two straight weeks. And my preseason pick, Damian Pierce, is top 10 in the NFL in rushing yards and has clearly established himself as the lead dog in Houston, I, I I don't see how Kenny Pickett gets there. You always made the, the, a great point last year on Mac Jones. Hey, listen, if, if that team wins, then Mac Jones is going to win the award. And the only reason that wasn't true is Jamar Chase turned into one of the four yes. best wide receivers in the NFL as a rookie. But that was, you know, Mac Jones's award all season long. The Steelers are going to lose a ton of games. A current win total at five and a half with a ton of juice towards the under. A lost season.
but at least you got three and a half games out of Mitch. We'll come right back, talk some Major League Baseball here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back. It's the early line, Major League Baseball. And big moment for someone here on this show. Mm. Even though DRS does a fantastic job, I actually think, uh, at times hiding the fandom, even though you, you know he's all yeah. fillied up. Don yeah. is a big baseball guy, and he cares about this Phillies baseball team. Now, I know there's other aspects to this DRS, but the Philadelphia Phillies clinched a postseason berth. They've caused many headaches over many a years. Uh, talk to me. You saw it last night come in on the road against the Astros. Aaron Nola was phenomenal in this game. Schwarber goes deep twice. The Phillies make the playoffs. It seems like it's never easy for the Philadelphia Phillies, and quite possibly it should be easy when everybody makes the playoffs, particularly in the 2020 season that had the uh, COVID, hey, uh, let half the league in, and the Phillies still didn't make it. And it's not as if the Philadelphia Phillies where the fans are angry like we were in the 1990s when they came out and told us, oh, we got to operate like a small market team. What? You're a top five market in the country, and you're telling us you need to operate like a small market team? Well, they build a new stadium. Ownership changed hands. Ownership comes in, spends a lot of money. They win a World Series in 2008. 2009, 2010, 2011. This is so much fun. You had the four aces in there. Looks like we're always going to be a good baseball team, and the lights went out. 2012, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Sounds ridiculous. The Phillies didn't make the playoffs in that long, well over a decade, and they finally get in. And it's not so much that the expectations here in Philadelphia are, who just get in, now let's go win a World Series. No. It's just turning your TV on in October and playing meaningful baseball and relaxing and enjoying it. I have postseason hoodies that I bought from 08, 09, and 10 that are just up there getting mothballs and cobwebs because they never make it back enough for me to purchase another item for the Philadelphia Phillies. So just my fandom, that I do hide it a lot. And you guys, the joke is, 
over the past couple of years, I've bet more against the Philadelphia Phillies than taking the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Phillies, particularly in team totals where their bullpen would just wear out. And it's fun. Hey, look, 3-3 game in the seventh. Go ahead and take the other team. They're about to score four runs off of this bullpen. Not the case now. It's just nice to finally see. And also, the struggle that we know in Philadelphia is, oh, my goodness, three weeks ago, Phillies are locked. They're going to get a top wild card position here and cruise. Then they go on a losing streak, and you say, oh, how about this for the perfect scenario? They got to win games in Houston going up against some of the best pitching in baseball as they get ready for the postseason. And it worked out in our favor. An ace provided an ace performance. The Phillies are in the playoffs this weekend. Playoff baseball in Philadelphia. Things are good. And now that the Phillies are here, Mm -hmm. we should, I think, acknowledge how talented this team is, at least in certain aspects of it, right? You know, we, we talk about the frontline pitching for the New York Mets, and rightfully so. It's Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom, although that did them no good yesterday or uh, last weekend against the Braves. Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola is a one-two combination that has to be in the conversation when we look at this NL wildcard, uh, this NL uh, picture overall. Is that the second best option? Depends where you land on Atlanta, right? But with Strider out right now, is he back in time? You could argue the Phillies have the next best combination of one, two, in terms of uh, your pitching staff. You also have the reigning NL MVP on your team in Bryce Harper. The NL home run king now in Kyle Schwarber. And Blastianos just feels due for a couple of big Philly moments, doesn't he? I just... I don't think this is a team. It's great that they're here, but I don't think they should be hand-waved. Just a quick uh, bit of housekeeping here. The fine people that do a lot of hard work on this show have been slandered for saying that the Josh Hader trade was a nightmare for the Milwaukee Brewers. Padres in the playoffs. Brewers out. L plus ratio, common early line, W. With all of that being said, Mm. I want to take a look at the projected playoff picture, but there's one other thing I want to get to. Four nothing yesterday, the Miami Marlins keep the Mets' hopes alive. Is there a chance that the Atlanta Braves can choke this thing away? Because again, The final game of the season, it's not 100% set in stone, but it might be Sandy Alcantara with the baseball. Are we sure that the Braves are going to close this thing out as the NL East champs? I I think they do close it out, obviously, and they should. And they're heavy favorites here. You can actually still get down a wager here if you think the winner is going to be the the Braves or the Mets here at the FanDuel Sportsbook. But they did say they were shutting down Sandy Alcantara for that you know remaining series. It would be interesting oh. if it's one of those where they, they did say that. Now he's probably not even on a pitching regiment right now, which you can't just say, hey, the day of the game, let's go. Oh, did you get your bullpen working? No, I was out like you know having beers and late dinners and relaxing because you told me I didn't have to pitch anymore for the rest of the year. I'm going to celebrate my Cy Young. But can you imagine? Like, he's like, you know, let me just get a couple extra bullpen sessions in just to sort of close the season out. And like, hey, Skip, give me that ball last day. I want to knock the Braves out out of this line. It would be pretty impressive that happened. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to at this point. But it is fun to talk about where rain, like, you're, you're, you're sort of peeking over in the other dugout like, eh, He's got a uniform on over there. He's just wearing a hoodie. What's he, wait, wait yeah. why is he throwing a bullpen session over there? I would love uh-huh. to see that. 
At one thousand percent, right? Atlantis, look, they just beat Degrom and Scherzer. I, I get you, but when you go to Miami and you're like, oh, they shut down Sandy, and then if all of a sudden he just that comes out to that mound, like, whoa, yes. whoa, 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 and and I've said that I don't think the Mets collapsed. By the way, when we talk about this divisional race, the the Mets have the fourth best record in all of baseball. Right? The Bra- the Braves are just out here, obviously, winning every yeah. game they play. If the Braves get swept by the Marlins, that's a collapse. I will I will hear no other description of it. But again, that's probably unlikely. So your projected playoff matchups, and we're talking about the National League, so we, we might as well stick there, is Mets, Padres, Cardinals, Phillies. Now, with the, dot or, or, uh, with the Padres locked in as mm-hmm. the Phillies, Right, this is kind of a battle here to either play St. Louis or the Mets. I, I, look, you, you want to win your baseball games, but if you're the Philadelphia Phillies, you're now just making sure you have your rotation set. You're making sure everybody's healthy, and I'm not sure a trip to St. Louis doesn't sound a little bit better than a trip to City Field to play Degrom and Scherzer and the New York Mets, Donnie. No, it's 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 actually the perfect scenario for the Phillies. How you just explained it, because a lot of times when you're coming down, and also let's keep in mind too, 2022 is completely different than any year that we've seen before because of the playoffs and the way they structured it. Now, it used to be getting the wild cards a one game, you know, one off at this point. So if you had to win, like let's just say a game on Wednesday just to make it in, and the day before, so you spent Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola just to get into the playoffs. Then you're starting Bailey Falter, you know, Kyle Gibson or Ranger Suarez, all hands on deck. That doesn't really figure in that well for you surviving even that round to set up your rotation for even the next series because obviously you won't be playing in that. But now the Philadelphia Phillies clinch here on a Monday night. If they're going to have their first game on a Friday, that's top of the rotation, Kevin, right off the bat. You're not worrying about going maybe it's Zach Wheeler game one, Aaron Nola game two, Nola game one, Zach Wheeler game two. It's the perfect scenario for the Philadelphia Phillies at this point. And also going back to your previous you know notion of, when you get to the playoffs, we talked about the Mets all season long. Hey, don't worry about where the Mets are seeding at. If they get in a three-game series and it sure's are the ground healthy one, two, who cares if it's home or away at this point? Well, the Philadelphia Phillies have a little bit of that mojo going on saying, well, why would we want to go play the New York Mets at this point and go sure's are the ground head up with, you know, Wheeler and Aranola when – you can go in the takes, and again, St. Louis is a very good baseball team. They won the division. They're good from top to bottom. There's a lot of talent in that lineup, and they have good front end pitching on both. Excuse me, front end, I should say, and also back end, a lot of power arms. But it's a pretty easy scenario to say, do you want Wainwright or do you want DeGrom at this point? No, you know exactly where the Phillies want to go. So they're actually in striking distance to try to take on the Padres, but the even, excuse me, to, uh, to take over the Padres, but they even want to do that at this point. And, and, and that. That's not slander on the Cardinals. The Phillies no, will be a dog not. in either of these matchups. The Padres will be an underdog in either of these matchups. But it's about what feels more favorable. And here's the other added bonus. Nobody's saying you want to play the Atlanta Braves, but you would be in the Braves portion of the bracket than the Los Angeles Dodgers portion of the bracket. The Dodgers, of course, have baseball's best record and are the favorites to win the entire thing. So you factor that in as well. On the American League side of things, it's not over just yet, but it looks like we're going to see Guardians Rays and Blue Jays Mariners. The winner of Blue Jays Mariners will see the Yankees, the winner, uh, or excuse me, the winner of Blue Jays Mariners will play the Astros with the winner of Guardians Rays playing the New York Yankees. And we actually right now have updated projections, Donnie. 
for these. If the matchups change, FanDuel will take these down. Toronto's minus 180 over Seattle, plus 154 on the Mariners. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was pretty interesting. A, f- a straight-up pick them here in Cleveland, Tampa. Minus 108 each direction. Considering home field advantage, is that not a bit of a slight to the Cleveland Guardians? It is a big slight to the Guardians because you brought up another key topic, home field advantage. Like, oh, yeah, two out of three games are going to be in. No, 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 no. All three games are going to be in Cleveland. All three games are going to be there for Toronto. So it is a slap in the face to say you got to win two out of three games on the road, not let's steal a game in game one, then we fly down to Tampa, we could close them out on our home field. That's not the case. you got to close them out no matter what on their home field. So I do think it's a little bit of a slap in the face, but it's the Rays, right? Aren't the Rays built for this where you have so many – how many times do you see teams get to the postseason? You operate differently during the regular season. Uh, starting pitcher, middle relief, bullpen. Starting pitcher, middle relief, end of the bullpen. And you get into the playoffs and it's all hands on deck. Like the Grom is throwing in game one, seven innings, and all of a sudden coming in in the eighth inning in game two where he would usually throw 25 pitches on the side, but you use him in the game. It seems like that helter-skelter is what the Rays do all season long. All hands on deck. Every pitcher can be available, and that's what they're built for. It's it's just surprising that this would be pick because I feel like the Guardians will be favored in all of these games. Glass now pitched uh, last night for Tampa Bay as he is back right now and going to be a part, of course, of Tampa's playoff rotation. Three and two-thirds innings, two hits, no earned runs. He struck up seven batters. It's really impressive. But what yeah. matters more there is three and two-thirds inning. His prior start was actually against the Guardians. He went three innings, gave up a home run, only two hits, struck out uh, three batters. But again, he won three innings. Glasnow's not going to – is Glasnow going to Cleveland as a favorite because he's going to pitch four innings of baseball? That just feels like a bridge too far for me. So the Guardians numbers uh, really do jump off uh, of the page here. The other sneaky thing, again, everyone's tough. You respect everybody. Donnie, a bit of a win for the Yankees to see the winner of Guardians Rays instead of Toronto, Seattle? Yeah. Yeah, no, it actually it actually really does feel like that. And also from a betting perspective, quickly here, Tampa Bay Rays and the Guardians. Let's just say it's Shane Bieber on the mound here for the Guardians, and they win game one. That's the time I actually would be taking a look at Tampa Bay after that, Kevin, because the depth chart comes in. There's no mm-hmm. true number two. Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill, Aaron Savali, Zach Plesak. Maybe you get that big boost there where you're going to be a heavy favorite to win the series if you win game one for the Guardians. I'm not so sure they have the closers and the closeouts to do it, as they say from a frontline starting pitching perspective there. It's going to be fun to talk about these series coming up once they're official. It, it's, a, it's an interesting idea of these four opening round matchups when they're set. Will any team lose the opener and come back to win two in a row? Mm. You will probably get yourself a pretty nice price on that if it does happen. Certainly something to consider. Before we get to our number two, you've all been waiting for it. Soccer play of the day is next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Time for a soccer play of the day. The Champions League action is going on. We're helping you get ready as the World Cup is getting closer. Though I could have... I could have made this an NBA play of the day, Donnie. Give Ooh. people a little preseason action. Yeah. Should we? Are, are you, I mean, Donnie, last night, were you? Were, come on now. You invited some people over, catered to yeah. the house, Sixers, yes. Nets, Ben Simmons was out yes. there, Tyrese Maxey was lighting it up. Was that a big day? Sat back with the Harden jersey on the couch. Be like, you know, look at that final score. Victory! That- of course it was a big sign. Yeah. Did the Harden jersey ever show up, or is that thing still in transit? What, ha- what happened? The Harden thing. Yeah, yes, the Harden jersey has been worn at a Philadelphia Sixers game in person. Oh, wow. So yes, it has traction. Oh, wow. It does. Yeah. Wow. How about that? All right. So it, 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 it exists mm-hmm. out there uh, in the ether. Yeah. Don is a Don is a playoff only kind of guy. Hold on. That's time. Correct. We have plenty of time here. Don't worry. The, the yes. pick won't take okay. all too long. Phillies playoff game in your future? You think? Oh no, they're going to be uh, on the no. road. Never mind. Exactly. Bad question. Yeah. Bad well, question. Man, all right. Scene. If they host one somehow, how would that happen? It's impossible. They're, they're I, the worst record. I mean, They'd have you, to jump the Padres. Yeah, see, yeah, some people take off to go to events and leave their co-hosts hanging. I would never do that to you. So, no, I will not be You don't work you. nights. You don't work nights. So maybe, it's you, like maybe it's a day game. Maybe it's a day game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that shouldn't happen. You should demand more, more respect. Well, hold on. Work, the yeah, but you're also working, yeah, working nights there. Eh, you know, is that a little bit too late? That, that excuse has been used on this show multiple times, so. Mm, right, 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 right. No, well, yeah, you'd have to take off the more na- the, the next morning, True. you know, because that's a it's, a it's an early wake up start. Now, as all of everything we just said, it works into the soccer game somehow, some way. Trust me, it does. Victoria Pilsen, we're going after this thing again. Uh, this Whoa. is now an early line staple to fade. Victoria Pilsen, they are playing maybe the single best team in Europe. Bayern Munich. Bayern is home. They are minus sixteen hundred. I should just make that the play of the day. Value should be minus 1,800. Mm. Uh, Bayern Munich first half team total over one and a half. They're projected to score four goals in this game. To get two of them in the first half looks fine and mighty to me. They play the Borussia Dortmund next week. So I think they're going to want to look to get this thing over with early. We'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.